Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, and welcome back to The One Up Project podcast. Um, We're here with Ben Parry today, who's the creative director at RPM, and we're going to speak to him about what that looks like and what's involved in his day-to-day. So, hi Ben, how are you? I'm I'm good, just um, getting used to a bit of a different routine here in Mount Monganui. Yeah, how's that been going for you, working from home? Oh, it's a little bit of an adjustment, but um, it's all good. There's um, a lot of stuff we kind of can do, and so, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the benefit of, of what, what our business is. So um, it's obviously going to affect us a lot, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good at this stage. Uh, so do you want to tell everyone about what your day-to-day sort of looks like and what you do? Every day is a little bit different. Sort of a normal day, I'll sort of get up early, kind of six o'clock, and I'll either go to the gym or go for a run, get some fresh air or get, get the body moving. Um, and then it's usually a bit of a rush into the office after that usually at the desk, sort of round about 8 o'clock. We usually sit down with our team every morning around about 8.30 or something and have a bit of a catch-up. And then it's, I mean, every day is a little bit different. Um, could be working on anything from sort of building our ranges, um, working on marketing material, working on some sales stuff. So I still look after a few of our accounts, um, just our big ones like North Beach and uh, Backdoor and, and Surf Stitch. Sometimes I'll be out of the office on sales meetings or uh, general catch up with those guys um, or maybe out on a shoot. Otherwise, I'm pretty much just sort of in the office and then I'll take a bit of a lunch break. Usually try and go for a surf or for a run or something at lunch, get a bit of fresh air. Pretty lucky that I'm like three minutes down the road from work um, and mm. sort of like two minutes to the beach. So it's not a bad little lifestyle here in the mount. Definitely um, ideal. Yeah, that's good. Um, definitely don't take that one for granted. And then I usually head back to work and finish out the Arvo session or, or whatever. And then that's pretty much the, the day over. And then it'll usually be, a, I don't know, what it, I've got a dog that's like a, she's like Usain Bolt. She's like an athlete. So she needs like a couple of runs a day. So that's usually about my usual day to day. Beautiful. That sounds like a really nice day to day. Yeah. Do you I mean, enjoy every day being different? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I'm lucky enough that I kind of build my own schedule. Um, Mm. So I obviously have certain projects that need to be done at certain times, but I kind of create that schedule aside from the range development stuff um, in which I work with the designers. I've got two designers, a menswear designer and a womenswear designer, and I work with those guys um, to build the ranges. So their schedule is probably a little bit tighter, a little bit more structured than mine. Uh, I I guess I have to work to a real tight schedule with those guys. That's awesome. And so how, tell us like, I guess your career story leading into RPM clothing. Where did you grow up? Did you study? How did you come into contact with RPM? I actually grew up in um, Taranaki, originally in South Taranaki, tiny little place called Hawara, probably like, uh, I think it gets like, shit town of New Zealand like pretty much every year (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty rough yeah it's so Um, rough but it's it's South Taranaki then I ended up moving to North Taranaki when I was about 10 so and it's right on the beach and that's when I kind of got into surfing 
um, and skating and that eventually kind of led into snowboarding and I got pretty tight with the guys um, who owned there was a little surf and skate and snowboard shop in Awokra. Um got, got pretty tight with those guys and they ended up sort of looking after me with, with my snowboarding ended up putting like a lot of time into snowboarding over the years so they were kind of sort of looking after me with product and that sort of stuff and um, I ended up um, getting a job working for a um, digital print and graphic design house just part-time I would like go in and just do kind of random little tasks uh, that they would have for me when I was end of sixth form they offered me an apprenticeship in um, digital print and graphic design I pretty much decided by sixth form that um, I was I wanted to get into graphic design basically that's something that that interested me and by being offered an apprenticeship was basically a no-brainer. So, I mean, I was always like, school didn't really interest me massively. Like I was would always do well at school um, and I would always have good relationships with my teachers and stuff. So they would like kind of bump me up into the kind of the top of classes when maybe I was probably the dumbest in the top class, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I got a great education. I was at New Plymouth Boys High School and um, they had a good design program and a cool art department and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, it was there was really no point in me going to simple. My parents were maybe like a little bit off it, but they were kind of like, "Look, if we're gonna, you're, you're gonna come out of this with no student loan. Um, you're gonna get a year's jump start on, you know, getting out into your study. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer." So I got into an apprenticeship, worked under an old, pretty old school designer, I guess. Um, who had been in graphic design for like a really, really long time. Yeah, salty old dude that liked betting on horses and <laughs> um, yeah. he was a pretty interesting character, but he, I actually learned like a lot from him. And while I was there, we were also a digital print house as well. So I learned about uh, running printers, all sorts of kind of creative cool. sort of things. Yeah, it was a really, um, it was an awesome job actually. Ended up with a, with a bit of a qualification in um, yeah, digital print and graphic design. And basically kind of the, the plan was to kind of get that behind me and then I was going to go off overseas and go snowboarding for a while. But as things would happen, I ended up on a trip to the South Island. I booked in for like three weeks and first day crashed on a jump and uh, dislocated my shoulder and oh, no. chipped the bone while it came out. So um, oh, that's my <laughs> first day. Yeah, first first day in South. I literally landed that morning, went up the wow. Ramakla, and yeah, I was I was broke off by uh, by the afternoon. <laughs> um, no way. Yeah, so that that kind of changed things up a little bit. Ended up having to take a bunch of time off work and have some surgery and get us get a shoulder reconstruction. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, it was quite full on. And then within that space, my workplace were probably going through a little bit of a tough time financially. And they kind of didn't want me to come back to work because they could just kind of rinse the ACC. And then long story short, got made redundant. A job came up at RPM. Um, and it was originally for a menswear designer role. But since um, a few things sort of changed between the menswear role coming up and um, me applying for it. And then it kind of went into a sales and marketing sort of role in that space. I had met Mike, who is my boss, who's, who's the founder of RPM, a couple of times snowboarding through the guys who own the store. They, they stocked RPM in their store. 
Um, so I'd, I'd kind of met one, Mike once or twice and then we sort of got chatting and I got a bit of a portfolio together. By this time, I was sort of starting to stress out about not having a job and it wasn't too bad. I was living at home and I was only 19, so it was, it was definitely worse. Oh, wow, worse so you than, sort of entered that role quite young then. Yeah, yeah, 19. Um, so, so yeah, basically got, got chatting to Mike. He was pretty relaxed about it and the more relaxed he was, the more stressed I started to get. And eventually I was like, hey, mate, look, I'm, I'm cleared to drive. I can, I can, you know, I'm out of my sling. I can come over to the mount. Drove myself over to Mount Monganui, 20-minute chat with Mike and hung out in the office for a bit. And, and then he basically sort of, I think it was a Wednesday, he sort of said to me, you can, you can finish out the rest of the week if you want uh, and um, start full-time on Monday. <laughs> and I was wow. like, all right. Um, Kind of had to move my whole yeah no it worked, worked out great had to sort of move my life from uh from new plymouth to the mount basically in a weekend and um <laughs> mike and his his wife at the time Anks, were were um, really accommodating to me they basically took me in and i lived with them for about three months um, oh, wow i think i knew one person in the mount so yeah like basically no friends didn't know anyone was a massive change to kind of come over here and a new job didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing but um yeah so <laughs> started sort of full time and um on the monday and then it was sort of end of december 2009 um wow yeah and then over the, yeah over the we're sort of 10 and a bit years deep now so yeah yeah, yeah. and was it always the creative director role I guess that wasn't what it was when you first came in and it transformed into that. When I first started the role, um, a creative director had just left. Um, he'd been there for, I think it was sort of six or seven years, eight years, had done some really good things. I guess grew apart from, I mean, his vision and maybe my boss's vision were started to, you know, after that amount of time, right. um, had drifted apart. Then it was the global financial crisis and, you know, 08. 09 was really tough times for RPM. Obviously, the US dollar crashed and we pay for everything in US dollars. So uh, basically, like they'd sold a bunch of stuff and then the dollar crashed and they were basically making product and not making their money back on it. But they didn't want a creative director, which was fair enough. So I, I came in as a junior, as a sales and marketing manager. So my f sort of role at the start was was pretty similar task to what I'm doing now. Um except that I was the sales rep for the whole country. So I would go around showing every single one of our stores, um, our new collection. Then I was doing the marketing stuff. Um, things were pretty, you know, a lot basicer then. We only did two ranges a year. And I think I started our Facebook page like a year into that role. Yeah, things were just like a lot different. We had a website. We were, we were doing e-com then, but things were really different. It's just, just like leading the charge at what, like 20 years old. I was like, definitely there was a good few months of uh, just tapping away keys, just hoping no one was looking at the screen, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. pretending to be busy. Like, yeah, after sort of three years in that sort of role, then um, we sort of made the call that um, to push me into that creative director role, which was pretty much mm. kind of, I guess, what I was doing at the time. But um, I guess I just did, I lacked the age and experience to kind of have that title. So it was an earned title. It wasn't a title that I just gave to myself <laughs> that, I feel, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of creative directors out there these days. So in your job now, what do you think, like what keeps you motivated since you've been there for so long now? What do you find keeps you motivated in your role? Just having that like sort of freedom to 
plan my own schedules. Um, we have a really good team. Like I get on really well with uh, our menswear designer. He's the same age as me and um, we're friends outside of um, work and stuff, obviously, as well. We have a new women's wear designer who is, um, who's just come on recently. She's actually my boss's um, oldest daughter um, and she's oh. doing really good stuff. Um, and she's a little bit younger, which is quite good now. She's got a bit of a fresher take on things. Yeah, and then just like the flexibility that we have, um, being close to work. I can take my dog to work every day. We can go surfing if there's waves. Yeah, and I guess just, yeah, still being able to make product that I guess we're still excited about and getting those wins, you know, seeing product sell well or whatever it be, shooting a cool campaign and being like, well, that's really cool, you know, still being stoked on on that stuff is I guess what keeps me excited day to day um and do so you find that those are sort of the things you value having in your job is having that flexible element and and that sort of comes into it and then I guess flows on to your normal life as well as your working life you know I'm like a big advocate for kind of physical and, and mental health and getting out for whatever it is 30 minutes an hour each day and going surfing or running or taking your dog for a swim down the beach at lunchtime or just anything that can get you away from work for that little bit I find just keeps you so much more motivated for the rest of the day we have a cool little community here like we have people stopping into our store all the time and it's cool just to see them shop come in and shop and say hi and have a coffee or a beer if it's Friday afternoon or whatever and yeah definitely I feel like there is um there's just a really good culture down in the now. I feel like I've spoken to quite a few people um, who have businesses based down there or are just based down there in general. They always talk about how there really is that culture and I think that's really cool as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, you know, like you get up at six in the morning and you take yourself for a walk up the mount, you'll see however many people and then, you know, everyone's, is there a really great coffee spot, Luca? And um you know most people will be there having coffee before work and there there is a lot of businesses based down here now and um there's more moving here too um mm. like the commoners guys have just moved here and i think people are realizing that you you don't need to be in auckland to run a business um anymore yeah. it's it's easy to do business from anywhere and why would you not kind of want to be somewhere where you can enjoy life at the same time I think, you know, this kind of locking, lock-in is probably making everyone realise that, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, for sure. I was just going to say, like, I completely agree with you and we're all realising it now exactly how um, portable it can be and flexible when you can just work from your laptop. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, some businesses might need to be in a city, in Auckland or Wellington or whatever, but then that's what's not to say that you can't do two days a week from um you know somewhere from Mount Monganui or from a friend's batch somewhere or you know like I think as we move forward I think it'll be something that becomes more and more common you know because there are that there is that increasing amount of um people I guess moving down to the mount but in general wanting to start their own business and create something unique how do you find that you gain um inspiration to keep a unique and distinctive brand in a marketplace where it's becoming more and more saturated yeah yeah definitely um I kind of see it all the time with I guess with younger brands um and startups they kind of just trend hop so they'll just go Mm -hmm. through 
what's cool at the time and they'll they'll smash that in, in their brand. So say we're talking about my industry, which is um, apparel, clothing, they'll just do what's what's cool at the time. Um, or even graphic designers are, are really similar. And then when that trend goes away, a lot of the time their brands kind of got nothing. And so then they'll just do the next trend that's cool, 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 and they'll smash that. Um, and they kind of just go through this thing that just kind of trend hops um, for a while. Whereas I guess a brand like RPM has got, you know, 25 plus years of history. One of my projects at the moment is just going through all these old catalogs that we have. And, you know, while we can't sell product at the moment because our stores are closed and kind of giving uh, social media a bit of a, um, you know, trip back in history and having the brand stand on that history you know, it gives it some real credibility. Yeah, I just kind of see brands all the time, just like new brands kind of hopping through what's cool at the time. And at the end of the day, they don't kind of sort of stand for much. What would you say to the people out there who are wanting to start their own brand or even just their own business in general? Work really hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen and, and take in as much info as you can from others um, and other resources such as podcasts, um, read books, like just take in as much info as you can um mm. keep learning um don't think you know better than others or look down on someone else that's trying to do the same thing as you um that might just be what they're into at the time or, or um, that's what they're trying to do and you know like kind of need to support and encourage each other um, yeah and then don't be upset if things don't happen right away you know like you know if you're not making a million bucks in your first year it's uh that's just that's kind of unrealistic expectations you know like things take a long time to chip away at um but sticking sticking to your guns and sticking at it you know will get you there in the end having a brand like rpm that is built on so much history and you've been there for a while now what are some challenges that you've come across in your role and how did you how did you get through those challenges i guess i guess right now that's a pretty big challenge. Mm. I know it's funny. Um, yeah, I keep talking to you about challenges, and then I just completely forget we're in the middle of yeah, a massive yeah. one. So, I mean, this one right now would probably be one of the biggest ones. Uh, probably the biggest thing I've seen in ten and a half years at, at RPM. Um, mm. Wow! Not only right now. I mean, like our web store is open. That, that's only a tiny piece of our turnover. We 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 have a lot of wholesale accounts who are all shut. Um, and we have a warehouse full of winter product that they probably won't want to take when we get back because they haven't, right. you know, turned over any revenue for the last month. I think everyone's just going to need to kind of work together when we get back to normal and hopefully things can bounce back. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm confident that they will. Other things that have been tough through through 10 and a half years is, I guess, staying relevant. Um, yeah. Especially in, in our market we're in a product that it's not a need it's a want and just trying to keep that product appealing to the customer you know um mm. trying to design t-shirt prints when brand name is three liters long and you know like <laughs> each season you need yeah. another six six t-shirt prints or whatever you know yeah um yeah and i, I guess what i've learned in, in 10 and a half years of, of working with pretty much the same people is just to like communicate and just keep mm. keep talking. Um, you know, you're not always going to agree, but if keep keep the uh, communication lines open, it's going to be better than just sitting at your desk grumpy for for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. And like moving forward with um, 
RPM in your own personal life? What are some goals you have for that in your career moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to see RPM continue to um, do well and, and be around. And so that's going to mean working really closely with our team and working really closely with our retailers, um, making sure they're all good. And obviously we're all in this together. But I guess just to see RPM around, like in some shape or form for another 20 years would be awesome. Obviously it's got all that history and, you know, what I'm, all the old catalogs I'm looking at now from the last 25 years would be, you know, people will be looking at the stuff that I've done in the last 10 years, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, it's crazy some of the stuff I'm looking at, like a lot of our friends that have grown up and they used to like model and all these old catalogs and yeah, it's just so funny going through all this old stuff. It's been quite cool. Yeah, definitely, especially for a brand like RPM who does have so much history, it must be really cool to look back and look back at your own time there and what, what you were a part of as well. Yeah, for sure. Like even, you know, going back 10 years, just seeing like we used to do these uh, printed lookbooks. Um, anyone that knows the brand will probably know what I'm talking about. And they used to come with like these stickers on the inside of the book. And we mm. used to send them out to all of our stores and like kids would just go in and like rip the stickers out and leave the catalogs behind. Oh, <laughs> um, oh my God. But yeah, just going back and looking at like the very first one I did and like, like just the graphic design and like what I was amped on at the time or like the models that we used for the shoot were just like just these kids that I kind of like found at the bar or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, and, <laughs> and just seeing like how far the brands come even in, in my time there and how much like I guess I've grown as a creative and stuff as well. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's really cool. And, and I mean, we stopped doing these printed catalogs three years ago. And so it's kind of a bummer that like, you know, we won't have that to look at. It's like a, just the world has moved so much more digital. Um, do you have any final words of advice for anyone wanting to start their own creative outlet? Uh, yeah, I guess kind of what we touched on before. Um, just like keep keep learning and, um, and, and work hard. Like work hard. I know it's pretty cliche, but like hard work pays off um and just take in as much as you can learn as many skills as you can like I think if we ever get I mean no one's gonna ever learn everything you know what I mean you have to keep learning and that keeps you like growing as an individual um and so yeah just just take in everything you can and, and just work at it and it's obviously not going to happen overnight but um yeah you keep chipping away it'll happen one day that's awesome thank you so much for coming on ben yeah no worries thanks for having me all right guys thank you so much for listening i really hope you were able to take something valuable away um be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at the one up project and i'll catch you on the next one